This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Today, eat Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, in a desperate move to retain his corrupt political empire, Mike Hickey sends a man known as the Pistol on a startling and mysterious mission. I've got a little job for you, Pistol. I'm listening, Mr. Hickey. There's a man in this town who's lived too long. I get it. What's his name? From this piece of paper with his address. Uh, you're, you're kidding me, Jim, Mr. Hickey. I never kid you ought to know that. I want you to get rid of this man. Tonight. Hold everything and stand by for some spine-tingling news. You remember a few weeks ago, Kellogg's Pep offered you a gyrocket, a sensational flying rocket model, a gyrocket that streaks right from your hand. Well, listen to this. Fact is, thousands of people sent in for their gyrockets, then sent for another and another. And requests are still pouring in even after the closing date. Right. So to give everybody a fair chance, Kellogg's Pep now reopens this offer for a limited time only. And if you act right away, you can still get your gyrocket. Think of it. A gyrocket almost half a foot long with a slender, streamlined body of sturdy wood, brilliant red or blue or yellow. And get this. A steel propeller at the stern packs your gyrocket with power. Yet launching's a cinch. For with your gyrocket, you get a metal launching rod and a wooden rocket launcher. You just hold the rod in your hand, flick your arm, and your gyrocket streaks into the air higher and higher, up over the treetops. Set for several gyrockets today. You can be captain of a whole rocket fleet of the future. But you've got to act right now. This offer is reopened for a limited time only. So for each gyrocket you order, the Kellogg's Pep Box Top plus 15 cents to Superman. Box 124, New York 8, New York. Remember, you can't buy this gyrocket anywhere. The only way to get it is to send a box top from Kellogg's Pep plus a diamond and a nickel and your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 124, New York 8, New York. This offer is limited to the United States. (laughs) 
And now, the adventures of Superman. His corrupt political machine threatened by a Reform Party movement. Boss Mike Hickey made several attempts to wreck the party and discredit Editor Perry White, candidate for mayor. But Hickey's attempts failed due to the efforts of Superman, who masquerades as Clark Kent, mild-mannered and bespectacled reporter. With the elections only a few weeks off, Hickey decided on a bold and violent move. Summoning a gunman known as the Pistol, Hickey gave him a piece of paper with a man's name written on it and ordered him to remove that man. A moment later, Pete McCann, city treasurer and a Hickey henchman, entered the political boss's private office, an alarmed expression on his face. That little guy who just left here, Mike, wasn't that the Pistol? Was it, Pete? I'm sure it was. He had his hat pulled down over his eyes, but I recognized him. What was he doing here? That's my business. Now, 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 look, Mike. Anytime the pistol's around, it means there's going to be a funeral. Did you give him an order to rub somebody off? What makes you say that, Pete? Because that character wouldn't have been here otherwise. So? Mike, have you gone nuts? You've always said, fame a guy, beat him up, but no killings. That's the hardest rap to square. And now you order one yourself. Well, what of it? Who is it? The less you know, the better. Is it one of our guys? Somebody pull a double cross? I told you, Pete, for your own good, the less you oh, know. Harry White, maybe. Holy mackerel, it isn't him, is it? Look, if you want to play guessing games, get on a quiz show. Anything else you want to see me about? No, Mike. Nothing else is important. I'm... I'm worried. The elections are only a few weeks off, and... Well, we can't lose. Oh, no? It'd be bad business to get smeared with a killing. Now, don't worry. We won't get smeared. But we might. Inspector Henderson will his right arm to pin something on you, and... Say, you didn't send the pistol after Henderson, did you? Never mind what I did, Pete. You just get this through your head. This is one election we can't afford to lose. If we do, we're not only off the gravy train, but you and I and the mayor and the building commissioner and a few of the other boys will go back to the penitentiary. The penitentiary? No, 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 look, my... You heard me. If those reform guys get in, they'll put us on trial for stealing public funds and for a lot of other things you know about. Well, the people would never go along on that. Oh, no? I can read the cards. And I tell you, they're stacked against us. There's only one thing left to save our machine and our hides. That's the chance I took today. You mean the pistol? That's right. There's one man in this town our political lives hinge on. If he's put out of the way, we can still win the election. And we still have things our way. What man is that? <laughs> You'll know tomorrow when you read his death notice. <laughs> be at the auditorium in a few minutes, Chief. Got your speech memorized? I know what I'm going to say, Kent. I've got enough dirt on Hickey to build a mountain, and I'm going to bury him and his whole rotten machine under it. That's the stuff. Pile it on, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> Sounds good, eh? Vote right with Perry White. That's a good slogan you dreamed up, Kent. Going to help us win. I sure hope so. Oh, we can't miss. Well, everything looks good, all right, but I know I'm still worried. About what? Well, I can't understand why Hickey's been so quiet since he failed to muzzle the Daily Planet. He hasn't made a move. Well, that's because he tried every dirty trick he knew and failed. I think he realizes now that he's licked. And I don't know, Chief. Hickey's a tough, resourceful customer, you know. He doesn't give up easily. Mm, that's right. But he's smart enough to know that when a whole city rises up against him, as Metropolis is doing, he's done for. But he can't afford to lose this election. Don't you see, Chief? He knows if he loses, he'll face trial for, for theft, conspiracy, intimidation... Enough crimes to send him up for life. And so the rest of his mob. That's why I'm worried about this, this sudden quiet on his part. Well, what's there to worry about? I don't know. 
It's got a funny feeling that Hickey's cooking up a particularly dirty dish of some sort. Ah, nonsense, Ken. Nonsense. I tell you, Hickey shot this boat and he knows it. He... Hey, what are we slowing up for? Oh, we're coming to the auditorium. Wow, look at that crowd, Chief. You're going to have a terrific audience tonight. Well, they're not coming out just to hear me. The governor's going to be there, you know. Oh, yeah. His support has helped us a lot. Certainly has. Hey, I don't see... You don't see what? Inspector Henderson and his police detail. He promised to be here himself tonight. What for? Well, you're a pretty important figure now, Chief. Oh, you mean you're afraid somebody might try to shoot me or something? I don't think Hickey would go that far, but you Oh, you've got hickey itis of the brain, Kent. He's too smart to try anything. Oh, there's Henderson's car now. And three squad cars behind him. That's fine. Okay, Chief. Here we are. Climb out. Leaving their taxi in front of the auditorium, Perry White and Clark Kent are taken in tow by Inspector Henderson and a special police detail and escorted through an enthusiastic crowd into the huge building. As they go through the doors, Kent, impelled by some instinct, glances behind him, but fails to notice a short, slight, quietly dressed man with a felt hat pulled low on his forehead has just alighted from another taxi. Merging with the crowd, the slight man whom we last saw in Mike Hickey's private office moves into the lobby. But instead of continuing into the auditorium, he slips unobtrusively to a stairway and descends to the smoking lounge. There he pauses to light a cigarette, his glance sweeping the room. Then, as the only two other men in the lounge start up the stairs to the auditorium, the pistol moves quickly to a small door set in the wall, opens it, and steps into a maze of steam pipes, water pumps, and motors. A narrow, winding iron stairway goes upward along the wall, and swiftly, cat-like, the pistol mounts it and starts climbing. A moment more, and he passed from sight. As we know, the pistol has been commissioned by Mike Hickey to remove the one man whom Hickey says stands between him and success in the election. Who is that one man? And what will happen? And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Before a huge, enthusiastic crowd in the Metropolis Auditorium, the governor has just introduced Editor Perry White, candidate for mayor on a Reform Party ticket. As thunderous applause breaks out, and White walks forward on the stage, Clark Kent, standing at the back of the stage with the governor, glances about him nervously. What's the matter, Kent? Seem awfully nervous. I am nervous, Governor. Mr. White is a pretty clear target on this stage. A target? Oh, come now. Inspector Henderson is right here on the stage, and he has his men planted at all the doors. Nothing can happen to White. I'm not so sure. Mike Hickey must be desperate right now. Very desperate. Oh, forget it, Ken. Hickey's too smart to try murder. I wish I could be sure of that. But, well, I'm uneasy. As the great crowd applauds Perry White, who comes forward smilingly, holding up a hand to quiet them, the man known as the Pistol is crouched only 60 feet away on a narrow iron staircase behind a ventilator grill set into the wall of the auditorium. Taking a long-barreled revolver from his shoulder holster, the Pistol snaps a silencer on its muzzle and sights it through the grilling, taking careful aim at the man on the stage. As his steely eyes fix themselves on his target, he whispers, Don't write with Perry White, huh? Okay, Mr. White. Here's your vote for Mike Hickey. Now, his eyes cold and hard as steel, the pistol's finger slowly tightens around the trigger of the gun aimed directly at the heart of Perry White. Clark Kent, who is Superman, has suspected that the desperate Mike Hickey might try to harm White. But Kent has not seen the unobtrusive little killer. How can he possibly save the gray-haired editor now? There's a thrill a minute in Monday's exciting episode, so be sure to listen. 
Don't fail to tune in same time, same station, Monday, for another action-packed chapter of Ruler of Darkness on The Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time by Kellogg's Pet, the Super Serial. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh? The Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, no, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Today, eat Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, while Clark Kent stands beside Editor Perry White, who, as Reform Party candidate for mayor, addresses a huge crowd in the Metropolis Auditorium, he is unaware that a man crouches behind a screened metal ventilator overlooking the stage, his cold eyes sighting along the barrel of a gun with a silencer snapped on its muzzle, aimed at Perry White. To paraphrase Shakespeare a bit, I come not to praise my kicky, but to bury him in the election! <laughs> Vote right with Perry White, huh? Okay, Mr. White. With this little gun, I'm gonna give you your vote from Mike Hickey. Now for some sizzling news about a red hot offer. Yes, sir, a gyrocket offer. A terrific flying rocket model that streaks right from your hand. Correct. A gyrocket that thousands and thousands have already ordered from Kellogg's Pet. And even now, requests keep coming in postmarked after the closing date. So to give everybody a fair chance, now we're reopening this sensational offer for 
Limited time only, and you can still get a gyrocket. Right. A gyrocket you can launch right out of your hand, high into the air, up over the treetop. A gyrocket almost half a foot long, shaped of gleaming wood, streamlined to the last inch, brilliant red or blue or yellow, plus a steel propeller at the stern that bites into the air, driving your gyrocket like a flash into the sky. And it comes complete with a metal launching rod and a wooden rocket launcher. Remember, this gyrocket is not a flimsy cardboard cutter, but a model of rugged steel and wood built to take it for hundreds of launchings. But you've got to act now, because we've been able to round up only a limited number of gyrockets to reopen this offer. So don't get left out of the excitement. For each gyrocket you want, just mail 15 cents and a Kellogg's Pep Box Stop to Superman. Box 124, New York 8, New York. Don't delay. Remember, you can't buy this gyrocket anywhere. The only way to get it is to send a box stop from Kellogg's Pep Plus the diamond nickel and your name and address clearly printed to Superman. Box 124, New York 8, New York. This offer is limited to the United States. And now, the adventures of Superman. Due to the efforts of Superman, all attempts by corrupt political boss Mike Hickey to discredit editor Perry White and his reform party have failed. Worried, Hickey saw that unless he did something drastic, White would be elected mayor, and he, Hickey, would then be swept out of power and probably right into the penitentiary. Desperate, the election's only a few weeks away, Hickey summoned a professional gunman known as the Pistol and instructed him to get rid of White. That evening, when the campaigning editor rose to address a huge political rally in the Metropolis Auditorium, the Pistol, hidden on an iron staircase behind a screened ventilator which overlooked the stage, took careful aim at the unsuspecting White and fired. But in a split second, the powder flash attracts the attention of Superman, who, in his guise of Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter, is seated on the stage with the governor and Inspector Henderson. Immediately alert, Kent leaps into action, shouting a warning to White. Chief, look out! Kent hurls himself through the air with the speed of light, knocking the astonished editor off his feet as the killer's speed toward its mark. Suddenly, Barry White falls to the floor of the stage, a widening streak of crimson staining his shirt front. Chief, Chief, are you the way, Kent? Mr. White was hit, Inspector. I can see that. Hear me. Keep the crowd away and find the doctor. There must be one in the audience. And nobody leaves this place, get it? Nobody. A few minutes later, behind the closed and guarded door of a small room under the stage of the auditorium, Kent and Inspector Henderson stand by tensely as a doctor bends over Perry White. Well, how about it, Doctor? Kissy, will he be all right? Yes, he'll be all right, gentlemen. Oh, good. It's just a very slight flesh wound. The bullet grazed him in passing. Oh, thank heaven. A half inch closer, though, it would have been all over for him. Good thing you moved so fast, Mr. Kent. Yeah. I never saw anybody move so fast. One second, you were sitting next to me, Kent. The next, you were all the way across the stage. Hey, how in... Never mind that now, Inspector. I noticed the shot came from behind a ventilator screen under the balcony. Let's have a look up there right now. Come on. <laughs> stood on this iron staircase, Inspector, and fired through the grilled ventilator screen. How do you know, Kent? Huh? Oh, well, I, I, I saw the flash of the gun when he fired. And unfortunately, I didn't have time to get a look at him. I had to move fast. Get a look at him? Huh? How could you have seen him if he was behind this wall? Oh, oh well, I did that. Never I... mind. Never mind. If he was here, he's probably still in the auditorium someplace. I'm afraid not. This stairway leads down to the basement, and there are doors from the basement of the alley. He must have skipped. Uh, could be. But it's worth a look. Come on. We'll go down to the basement. Nobody down here. I guess he did get away, Kent. Of course he did. 
If only I'd had time to get a look at him. I'd... There you go again with that nonsensical routine. Who do you think you are, Superman? Huh? Uh, no, well, uh, that skip is... it. I... Brother, would I like to get my hands on that wee killer? You know, it was only a miracle that White wasn't killed. Now, who do you suppose would want to shoot him? Mike Hickey? Huh? My hunch says Hickey was definitely behind this, and if he was, I'm sure he won't stop with his one attempt to get Mr. White. Hmm. Look, Inspector, I, uh, I can't be with White every minute, so I'm going to ask a favor of you. Will you please set a special police detail to watch over him until after the elections? Well, that's not routine, you know. I know. But... And I'd get a lot of criticism from the Hickey mob. Right. But I'll see that White gets protection. Oh, thanks, Inspector. Now I'd better get back to him. And I'm going after that gunman. See you later. Long time no see, Pistol. Where you been keeping yourself? Ah, here and there. Fill it up again, Eddie. Okay, chum. Hey, ah. Hey, you think that reform party bunch got a chance in the elections, Pistol? Not a prayer. I don't know how you can be so sure. That guy Perry White is awful popular. And that stuff he's printing in his paper about Mike Hickey, that ain't doing Mike no good, you know. Look, all you got to worry about is White being the next mayor. Stop worrying. You're pretty sure he won't be elected, huh, Pistol? Me? <laughs> I know he won't, Eddie. I sure hope you're right. That reform bunch would ruin my dice game if they... Oh, your attention, please. I want to hear this. Your attention, please. Harry White candidate for mayor on the reform party ticket was shot at by an unseen gunman as he spoke to a large crowd at the auditorium this evening. Well, what do you know? Fortunately, I... one of Mr. White's reporters, Clark Kent, who was also on the stage, saw the flash of the gun and managed to hurl White aside, barely in time to save his life. Huh? The popular candidate for mayor suffered only a slight flesh wound what? and promises to continue his campaign with his same vigor. Mr. White has left Metropolis Hospital and will spend the night at the newspaper club. We return you now to the music of Johnny Gartz. The newspaper club, huh? How do you like that, huh? Hey, where are you going so fast, Pistol? I got business to take care of. So long. Where to, mister? The newspaper club, Cabby, and step on it. Okay. You won't get away this time, Mr. White. <laughs> Failing in his first attempt to eliminate Perry White, Mike Hickey's gunman is on the editor's trail again, determined to succeed this time. What will happen now? And now, back to the adventures of Superman. In the lobby of the newspaper club, the sharp-eyed plainclothes men from Inspector Henderson's office size up every man who enters. Outside the door of the room on the 14th floor, two uniformed police officers stand alertly on guard. Inside the room... Clark Kent is just taking leave of Perry White. Oh, it's getting late, Chief. So I think I'll run along. I think you'll be safe here. Oh, sure I will. I tell you, Kent, putting all these guns around me is a lot of tomfoolishness. And I don't like it. Well, that's too bad. Would you rather stop a bullet as you almost did earlier tonight? Oh, forget that. Won't happen again. Oh. Some crackpot did it, but the police will find him and lock him up. I don't think it was a crackpot. I still think it was one of Mike Hickey's men. I told you before, Kent, that's nonsense. Is it? Why, of course. Now, look. I don't say Hickey isn't capable of murder, but he's too smart to take a chance on a rap like that. Well, you're going to be guarded until after the elections, whether you like it or not, and that's that. Besides, it's too late to argue. Yes, yes, it is late. Okay. Good night, Chief. I'll see you in the morning. Good night, Kent. Good night. Leaving, Mr. Kent? Yes, Riley. I think Mr. White will be safe here with you fellas on watch. You can bet on that. <laughs> I'm sure I can. Good night, Riley. Good night, Mr. Kent. 
Taking the elevator down to the lobby, Clark Kent exchanges greetings with the plainclothes man on duty. Then leaves the newspaper club, believing that Perry White is safe from any further attacks on his life. But hardly has Kent's taxi pulled away when the pistol, moving noiselessly and swiftly, runs up the fire escape that faces on the dark alley side of the newspaper club. Reaching the 14th floor, he steps onto a narrow ledge only six inches wide. Then, flattening himself against the wall, the gunman begins inching his way along the dark ledge to a lighted window 50 feet away. The window of the room occupied by Perry White. Sure-footed as a stalking cat, the pistol slides closer and closer along the narrow ledge to his unsuspecting victim. Closer he comes. And closer. Only a few more careful steps now, and he will be at the window of the editor's room. Clark Kent is not here now to save Perry White as he was at the auditorium. What will happen? Don't miss tomorrow's tense and exciting episode, gang. Yes, whatever you do, be sure to tune in again tomorrow. Same time, same station, for another thrilling chapter of Ruler of Darkness on The Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the super serial. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to lift small buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Today, he's Kellogg's Pep, the super serial. Super as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine serial. Kellogg's Pep, the super serial presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, in a conference with his henchman, the mayor of Metropolis, political boss Mike Hickey makes a prediction which bodes no good for Superman's friend, editor Perry White. Listen. So you're worried about Perry White taking your job away, Andy? Well, frankly, yes, I am worried, Mike. White and his reform party are gaining tremendous strength in the city, and I, for one, am not sure we can beat them in the elections. Stop worrying, Andy. White's campaign is over. Oh, well, what do you mean, Mike? I mean that by tomorrow morning, Perry White will be dead. Say, the excitement is mounting higher and higher. Yes, gyrocket excitement. You remember a few weeks ago, Kellogg's Pep offered you a gyrocket, a flying rocket model that streaks right from your hand. Well, even after the offer closed, requests are still flooding our mail. And now we've reopened this offer for a limited time more. Meaning, if you act right now, you can get your gyrocket. Think of it, a gyrocket almost half a foot long, with a sleek, slender body made of gleaming wood in brilliant red or blue or yellow. And get this, your gyrocket has a steel propeller at the stern, a propeller that sends it biting into the air, up over the treetops. What's more, this gyrocket comes complete with a metal launching rod and a wooden rocket launcher. You just hold it in your hand, flick your arm, and your gyrocket shoots up, flashing into the sky. Remember, this gyrocket is not a flimsy cardboard cutout, but solid steel and wood, built for hundreds of launchings. Then, for yours today, race your gyrockets against those your friends have. 
Test yours against theirs for distance and speed. But notice, this offer is back on air for a limited time only. So for each gyrocket you want, today send 15 cents and a box top from Kellogg's Pep to Superman. Box 124, New York 8, New York. Don't forget, you can't buy this gyrocket anywhere. The only way to get it is to send a box top from Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal, plus the diamond and nickel, and your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 124, New York 8, New York. This offer is limited to the United States. And now, the adventures of Superman. When all Mike Hickey's attempts to discredit Editor Perry White, candidate for mayor, were blocked by Superman, the corrupt political boss became desperate. Realizing that a victory for White and his reform party in the coming elections would spell his doom... Hickey ordered a professional gunman known as the Pistol to eliminate White. Following the Pistol's first attempt to shoot White, which was barely foiled by Clark Kent, who is Superman, Inspector Henderson provided a special police guard for the gray-haired editor. But that night, when White retired to his room in the heavily guarded newspaper club, the Pistol climbed a fire escape to the 14th floor and, working his way inch by inch along a narrow stone ledge, approached the lighted window of White's room. As the gunman flattened against the wall, cautiously advances toward the windowsill of the unsuspecting editor's room, police officers Rosen and Kowalski, patrolling the outside of the newspaper club, enter the dark alley behind the building. Happening to glance up in the direction of White's room, Officer Rosen suddenly draws his gun and cries out, Hey, Kowalski! Look up there on Mr. White's windowsill! Holy mackerel! Hey, you! What, me got a gun? Hey, shoot him! Let him have it! I'll get him! I got him! Good work, Rosie! Hey, look Call an ambulance. Hurry. Hello. That's you, Ken? Yes. Inspector Henderson. Uh, can you meet me at the city morgue right away? The morgue? What happened? That gunman went after Perry White again. What? And you mean he... Mr. White is... No, no, easy, son, easy. White's okay, but oh. the gunman's dead. Two of my boys shot him down off White's windowsill. Oh, I thought maybe... Yeah, it looks as if you were right. I think this guy was working for Mike Hickey. That's so? How do you know? I'll tell you as soon as you get out here. I sent a detail out to pick up Hickey and bring him down, too. So hurry up. Now, wait just a minute, Kent. I have something to ask Mr. Hickey. All right, Inspector. Why did you bring me down here, Inspector? You know I'm a busy man. I know, I know, Mr. Hickey. But this won't take a minute. Can you identify this man? Never saw the poor fellow before in my life. You're sure, Mr. Hickey? Sure you never saw the pistol before? When he was alive, I mean? I don't like your tone, Inspector. I said I never saw this man before, dead or alive. Now, if that's all, I'll be going back home. Not so fast, Mr. Hickey. I've got something else to show you. This, uh... This is a telephone message slip, Mr. Hickey. The kind they use at hotels to take messages for guests when they're out. We found it in the pistol's pocket. Well, what's that got to do with me, Inspector? Quite a bit. According to the date, this message was taken today, at 9.05 this morning, to be exact. It says, Mr. Hickey called when you were out. Please call him back. Now, do you still say you don't know the pistol? That's right. I don't know him. And get this, Inspector. I don't know what you're driving at. I'll tell you what I'm driving at. You got in touch with the pistol this morning. You told him to get rid of Perry White. You can't prove that message was for me. I'm not the only man named Hickey in Metropolis, you dumb flat foot. wait just a minute. Wait a minute, Inspector. Wait a minute. Mr. Hickey, can you deny that you're the only Hickey who has a strong motive for wanting Mr. White out of... 
way. You keep out of this, you crummy reporter. How dare you accuse me? Because I know that first you tried to discredit Mr. White by framing him as a hit-and-run driver. When that didn't work, you tried to shut up the Daily Planet. That didn't work either, and you got scared. You realized White might beat you in the coming elections, and if that happens, you'll wind up in the penitentiary. Oh, you decided to put him out of the way. Doesn't that add up? It adds up for me. Huh? Well, try to prove it. We'll prove it, all right. You bet we will. Meanwhile, I'm warning you, Mr. Hickey. Keep your hands clean from here in. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. <laughs> okay, Hickey. Beat it. You started something, punks. We'll see who finishes it. Well, Inspector, he knows we're on his trail now. We've got to move fast before he covers it. Don't worry, Kent. I'm going to assign every detective on my staff to this case. We'll tie Hickey up with a pistol, or my name isn't Bill Henderson. Good grief, Mr. Say Henderson and Kent know you hired the pistol to get white? I'm pretty sure of it, Andy. Henderson may know, but he's got to prove it. And we're not going to let him prove it. You're going to kill this investigation right now. I am. Yes, you're the mayor, aren't you? Yes, but I can't call Henderson off now. That's practically admitting you're guilty. Where the newspapers will raise such a sting, the governor will step into the picture. I don't mean to do it that way, stupid. I want you to get rid of Henderson. Get rid of him? How? I've got something figured out. We'll get Henderson out of the way and one of our own boys in as police inspector. Then we'll not only be able to get the Perry White, but we can fix this town so we have to be re-elected. Listen while I tell you what to do. His fat, heavy jowled face close to the mayor's. Mike Hickey outlines his plan swiftly. A plan which he says will get rid of Inspector Henderson and open the way to victory in the election. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Early the following morning, his modest but comfortable bungalow, police inspector William Henderson is at the breakfast table with his Yes, Molly, if all goes well, I'll get the goods on Mike Hickey today. That'll be the end of that crook and his dirty politicians in Metropolis. Oh, I hope so, Bill. I know how hard it's been for you trying to do an honest job with all those grafters and gangsters around you. Uh, I wanted to quit many a time. But I knew if I did, Hickey and the mayor would make one of their stooges police inspector and it wouldn't be safe for the ordinary citizen to walk on our streets. Oh, you're a good man, Bill. <laughs> if I do say so myself, it shouldn't. Oh, go on. <laughs> Uh-oh. Don't oh. tell me we're getting company this early. Uh, must be the mailman. I'll go see. Yes? The inspector in there? Why, yes, but I... He'll be glad to see me. But I... Hi, inspector. Casino. What are you doing here? I come to see you like you told me to, inspector. What are you talking about? I don't invite racketeers to my house. Now go on and beat it. That's fast, inspector. I brought this stuff. Look Wait, Molly. What? Say, what are you dumping that money on my table for? You don't have to put on a neck for me, Inspector. This is the cut you asked for. For laying off my shakedown racket in the food market. I asked for? Why, you Ew, dirty... What does this mean? Oh, it's some kind of a trick, Molly. Now, look, Casino. I'll give you just one minute okay, to get... Come on in. We've got him with the goods. Mayor, hi. What are you doing here? So, the honest Inspector Henderson is shaking down racketeer. Now, listen, I know. Oh. Oh, I get it now, Mr. Mayor. This is a frame-up. No, no, Inspector. Answer me. This is a frame-up, isn't it? That kind of talk won't do you any good, Henderson. Huh? We've got you cold. 
All right, boys, escort Mr. Henderson downtown. Oh, wait, I'm relieving the best badge at headquarters. Oh, dear. Dismayed, helpless, Inspector Henderson and his wife can only stare as the leering mayor and his personal police detail close in. And a moment later, Henderson is on his way downtown, framed as a thief and racketeer. This time, apparently, Mike Hickey's plot has worked. With Henderson out of the way, Hickey can ensure victory against Reform Party candidate Perry White in the coming elections. What will happen now? A great deal happens tomorrow. Exciting and surprising things. So be sure to listen. Tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, for another thrilling chapter of Ruler of Darkness on The Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time by Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Today, he's Kellogg's Pep, the Super Serial. Super as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Serial. Kellogg's Pep, the Super Serial presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, in the office of the city mayor, political boss Mike Hickey makes further plans against Superman's friends and all the innocent citizens of Metropolis. You did a nice job framing it, Police Inspector Henderson, Andy. <laughs> a very nice job. That was your idea, Mike. Yeah. Now we need a new police inspector. One who'll take orders from us. Maybe anyone in mind? Yeah. You, uh, you can tell the press you're appointing Joe Hatton as acting inspector. Joe Hatton? But didn't he once serve a jail term? So what? It was a long time ago. He's reformed. I know, but a lot of people won't like that, Mike. Who cares what people like? I'm running this town, and I'm going to keep on running it. Joe Hatton will do as I say. And if you know what's good for you, you will, too. Now hang on tight to your chair, because excitement's about to break loose. Remember recently, Kellogg's Pep offered you a gyrocket, a sensational rocket model that flies and zooms and streaks from your hand. Well, the response was terrific. In fact, requests still poured in even after the closing date. So now we've reopened this offer temporarily. Right. We've rounded up some more gyrockets for you. So if you step lively, you can still get one while they last. Yes, sir. A gyrocket almost half a foot long. The rocket body is long, slim, and streamlined. Shaped of gleaming wood, red or yellow or blue, and with a steel propeller that packs maximum power. With your gyrocket, get a metal launching rod and a wooden rocket launcher. You launch it right from your hand. A flick of your arm, and off it streaks high into the sky, up over the treetop. Notice, 
This gyrocket is not a flimsy cardboard cutout, but rugged steel and wood, built to take it for hundreds of launchings. But this terrific offer is back in the air for a limited time only, so don't miss out. Send for your gyrocket today, right now. To get your gyrocket, send 15 cents and a Kellogg's Pep Box Stop to Superman, Box 124, New York 8, New York. Remember, you can't buy this gyrocket anywhere. The only way to get it is to send a box top from Kellogg's Pep, together with 15 cents, a dime and a nickel, and your name and address clearly printed to Superman. Box 124, New York 8, New York. This offer is limited to the United States. And now, the adventures of Superman. When all his attempts to discredit Editor Perry White, candidate for mayor on a Reform Party ticket, were blocked by Clark Kent, who we know is really Superman, political boss Mike Hickey realized that his corrupt machine might lose the coming elections. Alarmed, he ordered a gunman to kill White. But Hickey's killer was spotted in time and shot down by police. Inspector Henderson and Clark Kent then accused Hickey of being behind the plot. But before the inspector could prove his charges, Hickey conspired with the mayor and a petty racketeer to frame Henderson and remove him from office. Now, the following morning at the Daily Planet, we find reporter Lois Lane and Clark Kent in Editor White's office. We've got to find some way to clear Henderson before Election Day. We've just got to. Election Day is only two weeks off, Chief. That's right. Well, we'll have to clear him before that. Okay. I want you to get working on this at once. And you too, Lois. Okay, Chief. Get Tony Sloan and Sam French in on this, too. They're both crack reporters. Right. Tell them to drop everything else and concentrate on this story. Now, Kent, you see Henderson at once and find out all he knows. Right. There's one other thing I must do first. You know, what's that? Well, who are you calling? Candy Myers. Four. We've got to get the chief a new bodyguard. Are you kidding? He has a bodyguard, Clark. Inspector Henderson's man. That's right. Now, wait a minute. Joseph Hatton is the new inspector, and he's a hickey man. You don't think Hatton will protect Hickey's chief opponent, do you? Good heavens. I never thought of that. No. Hickey can make it. I'll try it you now, oh, Chief. Oh, nonsense, nonsense. Hickey wouldn't dare try anything like that again. Now, says you... Hello, Candy. Yeah, this is Clark Kent. Okay. Listen. Yes, I know. That, that, that's why I called you. Uh-huh. I want you to assign a bodyguard for Mr. White at once. I don't need a bodyguard, I tell you. Good boy. Right. Thanks, Candy. So long. Now, listen, Candy. I'm not a baby. I know how to take I care know, of myself. I know, I know, I know. all about taking care of yourself, but you're in danger of your life. Hickey made two tries at you last night, and there's nothing to stop him from trying again. Well, now, look, Chief. I'm going to see Henderson, but I want your promise not to leave this office until Candy and his men arrive. Well, well oh, all right. I promise to see that he stays put until Candy gets here, Clark. Okay, Lois. I'll see you both later. <laughs> See you not in jail, Inspector. I will be, Kent. I think his party wins the elections. Yeah, that'll give him the chance to go ahead with a frame trial. Then I'll really be a cook goose. Relax. We're going to clear you before the elections and use then the evidence of the frame to cook Hickey's goose. That's impossible, Kent. We'll see. Uh, th this casino that the racketeer Hickey sent to your house, what do you know about him? Oh, plenty. He runs a mob I've been after for a long time. Oh? Yeah, they operate a shakedown racket at the city market. You know, selling what they call protection to the merchants. That means the merchants kick in regularly with a fat fee or casinos boys to last it on fruits and vegetables. Hey, nice boy. Yeah. How does he get away with operating at the food market? Oh, easy. He splits his grab for the commissioner of markets, a hickey man. But you won't find casino there now, if that's what you have in mind. How do you know? Because I've checked. Oh. He's in the special custody of the D.A., also a hickey man. Uh-oh. Which means nobody can get to him. Yeah. 
You see, Hickey isn't taking any chances. Well, that kind of stymies us. Uh, you're not kidding. No. Look, Inspector. Hmm? Maybe we can get Hickey the way you started to, by proving the hired that he hired that gunman. The, what was his name? The pistol? Yes. To get rid of Mr. White. Tell me how far you went, and I'll carry on from there. Oh, forget it, Kent. You can't get to first base on that angle without the cooperation of the police department. And Hickey Stoods, the new inspector, certainly isn't going to cooperate with you, do you think? No, hardly. But maybe there's no, some way No, no, to... no. I know what I'm talking about, Kent. No. I'm done for unless Perry White and the reform party licks Hickey's machine in the elections. And frankly, with Joe and the new inspector of police, I'd say White and your reform party haven't a chance. Why do you say that, inspector? Look, I don't want to scare you, Kent. But with me out, there's nobody to keep my kicking in check. Ah, that's true. You think he's done plenty already, framing Joe Martin and me, trying to shoot Perry White? I'll take it from me, you haven't seen anything yet. Not anything. We find out that Inspector Henderson is right. As we hear fat political boss Mike Hickey in a private conference with a heavy-set, star-faced young man. You got everything organized, Lou? Boys, already? Everything's all set, Mr. Hickey. Good. <laughs> now get this. The lid goes off this town tonight, you understand? I want every citizen of Metropolis to realize that if they vote for Perry White and his reform party, if they even listen to one of their speakers, they're taking their lives in their hands. Is that clear? Yeah, plenty. Okay. Now go to it. Spread the word. <laughs> What does Mike Hickey mean by these orders? And now, back to the adventures of Superman. A scene is Metropolis Square that evening, where a large crowd of people is congregated around a sound truck. On the sides of the truck, emblazoned in huge letters, is the slogan, Vote Right with Barry White. Addressing the crowd from the tailboard of the truck through a public address microphone is Lois Lane, girl reporter. That he couldn't stop us from printing the planet, he realized that he might lose the election. So he hired a gunman to kill Perry White. Fortunately, fortunately, Inspector Henderson's men shot the gunman at Mr. White's window, and Henderson provided Mr. White with a police bodyguard. So, Mike Hickey's reply to that was to frame Henderson. Lou Evans, the heavy-set, scar-faced young man, raises his hand significantly to several husky, tough-looking men near him. Then whistles shrilly. At the signal, some 50 men start moving through the crowd from every direction, pushing, slugging, swinging blackjacks, moving toward the sound truck and Lois Lane. Lois Lane feels the huge truck upended by Hickey's ruffians and then overturned, and everything goes black for the girl reporter. A moment later, Hickey's goons disappear, leaving the unconscious Lois in several beaten, staggered 
citizens amid a scene of panic. This, then, is what Mike Hicks meant when he told his henchmen that the lid was off in Metropolis and the people were to find out what it meant to defy a corrupt political boss. What has happened to Lois Lane? And what will happen to the reform movement as Mike Hickey unleashes his all-out reign of terror? What will be Superman's answer to all this? We'll find out in tomorrow's thrilling episode of Ruler of Darkness. So don't fail to be with us then. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station, for more of the exciting adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Tap. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time by Kellogg's Pep, the Super Serial. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Today, eat Kellogg's Pep, the Super Cereal. Super as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the Super Cereal presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, Superman and his guys of Clark Kent returns to his apartment from a political meeting in the suburbs just in time to answer the urgent ringing of his telephone. Listen. Hello. Is this Mr. Clark Kent? Yes, who is this? This is Metropolis Hospital. A young lady was just brought in here, Miss Lois Lane. Scott, what happened to her? Is, is, is she... I don't know, sir. I was just told to call you. If but you I... If you come to the hospital, you'll be given all the information. I'll be there at once. Thank you. <laughs> Great Scott. Looks like we sure started some excitement. Yes, sir. Now that we reopened that gyrocket offer. Absolutely. You remember a few weeks ago, Kellogg's Pep offered you a gyrocket. 
A sensational flying rocket model that streaks right from your hand high into the sky. Right. And requests poured in even after the closing date. So to give everybody a fair chance, now we've reopened the offer for a limited time only. So send for your gyrocket now. The supply may run out any time. Remember, this gyrocket is almost half a foot long and every inch businesslike. The streamlined body is sleek and slender, a brilliant blue or yellow or red. And a metal propeller at the stern of the rocket packs it with power. Right. And launching's a cinch, because you get a metal launching rod and a wooden rocket launcher. With a flick of your wrist, you can zoom the gyrocket into the air, up over the treetops. Now remember, this terrific offer is back in the air for a limited time only. So don't say we didn't warn you. To get your gyrocket, send 15 cents and a Kellogg's Pep Box Top to Superman. Box 124, New York 8, New York. Do it now or you'll miss out on the fun and excitement. Remember, you can't buy the gyrocket anywhere. The only way to get it is to send a box top from Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Plus a diamond and nickel and your name and address clearly printed to Superman. Box 124, New York 8, New York. This offer is limited to the United States. <laughs> And now, the adventures of Superman. Worried by the rapid growth of a reform party headed by Editor Perry White, who is a candidate for mayor in the coming elections, Mike Hickey, corrupt political boss of Metropolis, took drastic steps to discredit White. Hickey also shut down the Daily Planet and even tried to have White shot. But Superman and Police Inspector Henderson foiled all of Hickey's moves. Desperate, Hickey and the mayor, one of his political henchmen, framed Inspector Henderson and had him removed from office. And in his place, they appointed one of their followers. Then, confident once more, Hickey said, Now we can go to town, boys. Now we can show the people that if they vote for Perry White and his reform crowd, they'll be taking their lives in their hands. You know what to do, boys. Hop to it. That night, Hickey's goon squad swept down on a political rally at which Lois Lane, Daily Planet reporter, was speaking. A short time later, Clark Kent and Perry White were summoned to the Metropolis Hospital and shown to a room in which Lois was propped up in bed, her left arm in a cast. Lois, what in the world happened to you, Lois? Just a broken arm, Clark, and a few bruises. Just a broken arm? Oh, Pete's sake, what happened? Were you in an accident? No. A gang of ruffians showed up at my reform party rally in the square this evening. What? They were obviously a geeky goon squad, and one of their cute little tricks was to tip over the sound truck I was standing in. Tip it over? You might have been killed. Sure, and so might a lot of other people who were there. Twelve people were brought in here with me, Chief, I understand, because besides tipping over the truck, the strong-arm boys worked the crowd over with brass knuckles and blackjack. Great. Well, where were the police? Or didn't they stop it? There wasn't one single police officer there, Chief. Hmm, naturally. They're supposed to be on hand at all political meetings. Where were they? Oh, now, look, Chief. Joe Hatton, Mike Hickey Stooge, is our new police inspector. You don't expect him to protect our meetings, do you? Of course not. Oh, this is too much. Molson just gets out of the hospital where Hickey's goons put him. And now, now Lois goes to the hospital. Well, this is Hickey's warning to the people to stay away from our reform party meetings and from the polls on election day unless they want their heads broken. That's virtually removing the power of the law. Yes. Hickey is no better than, than Hitler. He's saying vote for my party or don't vote at all. Exactly, Lois. Well, now, do you see what happens when people are either too lazy or too busy making money to make sure only honest men are elected to office? Gangsters like my kicky take over a city, and then they just try and get rid of them. Don't you worry, Chief. We are going to get rid of him. Well, how? That's what I'd like to know. So would I? You'll find out. And so will my kicky. So long, everybody. I'll see you later. Hurry, 
hurrying from Lois Lane's hospital room, Clark Kent steps into a deserted stair hall and swiftly resumes his true identity of Superman. A few moments later, a tall, broad-shouldered figure in the familiar blue costume and crimson cape enters the office of Hubert Mason, manager of the United Broadcasting Company. Good evening, Mr. Mason. Good heavens! Superman! That's right, sir. I come to ask a favor of you. Of course, anything I can do. Thank you. I'd like your permission to make an announcement over the air. In return, I can offer you a terrific scoop for your next news broadcast. What do you say? Why, this is most unusual, but... Well... All right, Superman, if you say so, just come this way. Stand by, please. Okay, Superman, you're on the air. Citizens of Metropolis, this is Superman speaking to you. It is no secret that your city is in the hands of an evil and corrupt political machine, controlled by a ruthless dictator whom you know. Now, this man, speaking through his newly appointed inspector of police, has threatened to keep you from exercising your rights as free Americans to meet in open assembly and to cast your votes for candidates of your own choice. He has threatened that if you attempt to exercise your rights, his gangster followers will attack you and that your own police force will not protect you. Now listen, please, to my answer to Mike Hickey and my promise to you. Holy smoke, Record Andy, I want to hear this. ...that his Hitler tactics will not succeed in Metropolis. And I warn him to quit before it is too late. And to you, citizens of Metropolis, I say go on, attend your political meetings and rallies. Go to the polls on election day and vote for the candidates of your choice. Turn the radio off, Andy. I promise that no harm will come to you. Good grief, Mike, this is terrible. Now, what do we do? What a stupid fool you are, Andy. You don't really believe that was Superman, do you? He said so. You mean you don't think it was? Of course not. This is a trick by Perry White and Clark Kent to try to scare me, Mike Hickey. (laughs) Those chumps must think I was born yesterday. But what about the people? They'll believe it was Superman, that he'll protect them somehow. They'll learn better tomorrow night if they dare to show up at any other neighborhood rallies run by White's Reform Party. We turn 50 tough boys loose on them tonight. We'll turn a hundred loose tomorrow night. <laughs> oh, boy. When we break another couple hundred kids in this town, the people will know I mean business. They won't go to the polls on election day except the ones we know, and they'll vote for us. <laughs> Superman. <laughs> Is that a joke? <laughs> <laughs> Certain it was not really Superman who had defied him on the radio, Mike Hickey prepares to redouble his efforts to intimidate the voters of Metropolis. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. It is the following night in Metropolis. Three miles high in the air, Superman hovers in curious flight. The huge city of lights and shadows a clear pattern below him, as his sharp eyes shift constantly from one to another of ten focal points in the city, each the center of an important reform party rally. Suddenly, he stiffens. Uh-oh. Looks like trouble at that meeting in Lincoln Square. Away! Sound. 
that Lincoln Square affair should show my kicky, I mean business. But if it doesn't, then he wants more convincing. Wait a minute. Looks like trouble at that rally in Metropolis Park. Away! This is your radio reporter again with more news about Superman. Superman has just dispersed another gang of hoodlums who attempted to break up a reform party meeting in Metropolis Park. We return you now to... One moment, please. I have just handed another report. At least 20 men, armed with blackjacks, attacked a reform party rally at First Street in Elm a few moments ago. But they quickly fled from the scene when Superman dropped down on them from the sky. It appears that Superman is being... Now, look here, This is getting bad. Very bad. All right, all right. He says our boys are beaten up and scared stiff of Superman. Now, what are we going to do? Shut up, Andy. I'm trying to think. Okay. No, you were sure it wasn't Superman on the radio well, last night. Pipe down. We've got to come up with something fast now. I'll be snowed under at the election. Well, don't I know? I... Wait. <laughs> I've got it. What have you got this time? I just figured out a way to stop Superman and Perry White and Clark Kent. In fact, the whole pack of them. <laughs> I've got a trick up my sleeve that'll stop even Superman. And the elections will be in the bag for us. His fat, heavy-jowled face gleaming with triumph, Boss Mike Hickey says he knows how to stop Superman and win the elections. What does he mean? There's a thrill a minute and a shocking surprise in tomorrow's exciting episode. So be sure to listen. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 21 of Ruler of Darkness on The Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Oh, my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. Uh -huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot. Fun surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Browsers! With crates starting as large as 11 dollars per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Today, each Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super, as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal presents The Adventures of Superman. 
Alone with his chief henchman, city mayor Andrew High, political boss Mike Hicks makes a mysterious threat against Superman and his friends. Andy, I told you to stop worrying. Everything's going to be fine and dandy. How can it, Mike, with Superman backing up the reform party? Forget Superman. I tell you, we'll win the election hands down. I don't see how, Mike. Why, the whole city will turn out to vote against us now that Superman said he'd protect them at the polls. Relax, Andy, relax. I've got something up my sleeve that'll take care of everything. But everything. Really? Well, what is it? Never mind, Andy. Just remember what I told you. We'll win the election. Just wait and see. Say, get a good grip on your chair and prepare for thrills. Because Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal, has reopened that sensational gyrocket offer for a limited time only. Right, because requests are still coming in long after the recent offer closed. So now we're giving everyone a fair chance. We've reopened this terrific offer so all of you can get a gyrocket, a real flying rocket model. Yes, sir. A gyrocket that streaks right from your hand. A gyrocket almost half a foot long that you launch to zoom into the sky up over the treetops. A gyrocket with a sleek, gleaming wood body, brilliant red or blue or yellow. At the stern of the rocket, a steel propeller develops maximum thrust, yet launching to cinch because you get a metal launching rod and a wooden rocket launcher. You hold the launching rod in your hand. You flick your arm and off the rocket soars. Get in on the excitement today. Send for several gyrockets. Then have thrilling contests with your friends. Race your rocket fleet against theirs. But be sure you send for your gyrocket right away. This terrific offer is back in the air for a limited time only, so get yours now. Here's all you do. For each gyrocket you order, send 15 cents and a Kellogg's Pep box top to Superman. Box 124, New York 8, New York. Remember, you can't buy this gyrocket anywhere. The only way to get it is to send a box top from Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal... A diamond a nickel and your name and address clearly printed to Superman. Box 124, New York Gate, New York. This offer is limited to the United States. And now, the adventures of Superman. Facing defeat by Edison Perry White's reform party in the coming elections, Mike Hickey, corrupt political boss of Metropolis, set out to terrify the voters and scare them away from the polls on election day. While the new police inspector appointed by Hickey kept the police away, gangs of hoodlums armed with blackjacks attacked Reform Party rallies. But to their unpleasant surprise, Superman appeared each time, fought them off, and sent them scurrying away. Then, in a radio address, Superman publicly condemned Mike Hickey and promised to give personal protection to all voters on election day. At Reform Party headquarters the next morning, Edison Perry White, candidate for mayor, and reporters Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen were jubilant. Only Clark Kent, who, unknown to all, is Superman, failed to join the festivities. Uh, yes, sir. It's all over with the shouting. Mike Hickey can have his new police inspector, Stewart. We've got Superman on our side. Oh, man, the elections are in the bag. Let me be the first to congratulate you, Mr. White. Uh, I mean, Mr. Mayor. Or wait. Do we say your honor now? Of course Oh, you. thank you. Thank you, one and all. <laughs> say, you haven't congratulated our mayor yet, Mr. Kent. I'll congratulate him when he's elected, Jim. Why, he's as good as elected right now. I'm not so sure. What? what? Huh? You all seem to be forgetting an individual named Mike Hickey. What about him? Well, he's not licked yet. Hickey is cunning, tough, and unpredictable. He realizes if he loses this election, he'll go to the penitentiary. I'm afraid he won't stop at anything. 
Well, Kent, the elections are now just five days off. Still worried about my kicking? You bet I am, Chief. More than ever. Well, tomorrow's election day, Kent. And there hasn't been a peep out of Hickey so far. What have you got to say now? Just that I wish this were the day after tomorrow and the elections were over. I still think Hickey will try something, Chief. Oh, and if he's as smart as you say he is, he'll try to get lost before the votes are counted. Yes, sir. There'll be a hot time in the old town tonight. At Mike Hickey's headquarters, an air of deep gloom prevails. In the long, smoke-filled room, ward healers and political hangers-on stand about silently, scowling at each other. Suddenly, Mike Hickey enters. A low buzz of surprise runs through the room as Hickey, his moon-like, heavy-jowled face spread in a wide grin, hums gaily and offers jovial greetings to his supporters. Hiya, Frankie. Hiya, Frankie. How you doing, Mort? Hey, what gives around here? Cheer up, cheer up. You all look like you're at a wake. Come on, Punchy, put a smile on your face. Hey, what's the matter with all of you? Is the world coming to an end or something? Well, maybe it might just as well after tomorrow, boss. Oh, so that's it, eh? <laughs> you think we're going to lose the election, eh? Well, the papers say how the reform party's going to win by a landslide. <laughs> Is that so? Yeah. That's Superman. He's done his stake. <laughs> Don't worry about Superman. Mike Hickey talking. The mayor, put him on. Hello, Andy, what's in your mind? Yeah, I've just been hearing about the papers. Don't tell me you believe them, too. <laughs> eh? Now, listen, didn't I tell you two weeks ago we had the election in the bag? Sure, I still say so. We'll win easy. Hey, Harry, you hear that, huh? Yeah, you must have drank too much beer. Never mind how, Andy. All you got to know is you're staying in City Hall a long time yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Just be sure to stay close to your radio tonight and you'll hear something. Something awful good. <laughs> right. So long. Here, take the phone away, Puncher. Yeah, yeah, okay, boss. Hey, listen, do you mean it? I mean it. We're going to win tomorrow, do you, huh? You bet your bottom dollar I mean it. It's all these wise guys who think Mike Hickey is done for in this town are going to get a big surprise. <laughs> yeah. A big surprise! Come on, Punchy, smile! Ha <laughs> ha! Smile! As Mike Hickey's followers stare at him in wonder, unable to understand his confidence, Clark Kent and Perry White have gone from their political headquarters to the Daily Planet's temporary offices in nearby Willow Falls. There, Kent has found a new reason for concern. You sure you didn't see or hear from Jim this morning, Chief? I just told you I didn't, Kent. That's strange. wonder where he is. Well, the chances are he stopped off at campaign headquarters. We just came from campaign headquarters and Jim wasn't there. So where do you... Great, Caesar can... Kent. You do more fretting about Olson than a mother hen over her chicks. Now, listen, oh, I want to get this... Hello. Oh, Mrs. Olson. Yes, I was just going to call you. Did Jim leave? What? What did you say? What's the matter, Kent? He didn't. But I... What is it? Just a moment, Chief. Why, no, no, I, I thought... Oh, no, no, now wait, Mrs. Olson. Don't get excited. No, I'm sure everything's all right. Yes, I will. I I'll look into it and call you right back. Of course I will. Goodbye. Kent, you're as pale as a ghost. What happened? That was Jim's mother. I know it was Jim's mother, but what did she say? She says she spent last night with her sister, who isn't well. She just got home and discovered that Jim's bed wasn't even slept in last night. What? Yes. Apparently, he left the house last night and... And he never came back. <laughs> 
what has happened to the young cub reporter. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. It is late afternoon in the Daily Planet's temporary offices in Willow Falls. All day, the election's forgotten. Our friends have been searching frantically for the missing Jimmy Olsen. Clark Kent, in his own true identity of Superman, is still searching. Editor Perry White and Lois Lane are alone in White's office when the phone rings. Oh, I'll take it, Chief. I got it, Lois. Hello, Perry White speaking. Hello, Mr. White. This is Jim. Jim? Jimmy, is that Jimmy, Chief? Uh, Listen, boy, you had us scared out of our wits. Where are you? What happened? I can't talk long, Chief. But listen, whatever they tell you, don't do it. Understand? I don't care what happens to me. What what are you talking about, Jim? Jim! What is it, Chief? He stopped talking. Jim! Hello, Mr. White. Uh, Who's this? Where's Jim Olsen? Hold the receiver so I can hear. Olsen's right here with us. Uh, Who are you? Shut up and listen. If you want to see Jim Olsen again alive... Get on the radio before 11 o'clock tonight and announce your withdrawal as candidate for mayor. You got that? What? Now listen, mister, whoever you are... Just do as you're told, Mr. White. Get on the radio before 11 o'clock and announce you're no longer a candidate for mayor. If you don't do it by 11 o'clock, Jim Olson is finished. Stunned, Perry White can only sit at his desk, the dead phone in his trembling hand, while Lois Lane, equally stunned, stares at him, her eyes wide with shock. This, apparently, was the reason for Mike Hickey's surprising confidence about the results of tomorrow's election. What will Perry White do? And what will Superman do when he learns of this startling new development? We'll know on Monday, gang. So for thrills, action, and suspense, don't miss Monday's episode of Ruler of Darkness. Be sure to tune in again on Monday. Same time, same station, for more of the exciting Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time by Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Today, eat Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. The Adventures of Superman. Today, as Superman searches vainly for cub reporter Jimmy Olsen, who has mysteriously disappeared, editor Perry White, candidate for mayor, receives a startling telephone call from an unknown man. Do you mind telling me who you are? That doesn't matter. Get this, Mr. White. You've got till 11 o'clock tonight to get to a radio station and announce that you're withdrawing as candidate for mayor in tomorrow's election. You don't withdraw your candidacy by then. You'll never again see Jim Olsen alive. 
Yes, sir, an avalanche of excitement. That's what we started when we reopened our Gyrocket offer, a terrific flying rocket model that streaks right from your hand. Correct, a Gyrocket that thousands and thousands have already ordered from Kellogg's Pet. And now thousands more are sending for another and another. So to satisfy all these requests, we've reopened this sensational offer for a limited time only. And you can still get a Gyrocket. Right, a Gyrocket you can launch right out of your hand, high into the air, up over the treetop. A Gyrocket almost half a foot long, shaped of gleaming Streamlined to the last inch, brilliant red or blue or yellow. Plus a steel propeller at the stern that bites into the air, driving your gyrocket like a splash into the sky. And it comes complete with a metal launching rod plus a wooden rocket launcher. Remember, this gyrocket is not a flimsy cardboard cutout, but a model of rugged steel and wood, built to take it for hundreds of launchings. But you've got to act now, because we've been able to round up only a limited number of gyrockets to reopen this offer. So don't get left out of the excitement. For each gyrocket you want, just mail 15 cents and a Kellogg's Pep Box Top to Superman. Box 124, New York 8, New York. Don't delay. Remember, you can't buy this gyrocket anywhere. The only way to get it is to send a box top from Kellogg's Pep. Plus a dime and a nickel and your name and address clearly printed to Superman. Box 124, New York 8, New York. This offer is limited to the United States. The Adventures of Superman. When political boss Mike Hickey's vicious political rule was endangered by a reform party headed by Esther Perry White, who was running for mayor of Metropolis, Hickey tried every underhanded trick he knew to crush his opponent. But Superman blocked every Hickey move. And on the eve of election day, it appeared certain that Perry White's reform party would win an overwhelming victory. Hickey knew he would go to the penitentiary if he lost his political power. But he assured his anxious henchman that he still held a winning card. That night, young Jimmy Olsen, cub reporter, disappeared. As we continue now, Superman, following a vain search for Jimmy, has returned to the Daily Planet in his guise of Clark Kent, mild-mannered and bespectacled reporter. It's fairly plain, Chief, that Mike Hickey is behind this. He had Jim taken somewhere, and now he's using the boy as a as a lever to force you to withdraw from the mayoralty race. Good heavens! Do you really think Hickey'd go that far? No, of course he would. So what time is it? Oh, it, let's see. It's almost 7 o'clock. Well, that fellow on the phone told me if I didn't withdraw as a candidate by 11, Jim would be finished. Oh, dear. What can we do? Only one thing. I've got to withdraw from the race. Oh, no, Chief. You can't. There's too much at stake in this election. I know, I know. But you don't expect me to stand by and see harm done to Jim, do no, you? No, of course now, not. don't Keep worry. It. Nothing will happen to Jim. I'll personally see to that. You will? Yes. So what can you do, Clark? Well, I'm pretty sure I can make Hickey produce Jim and fast. Oh, you must be out of your mind. Lois, you call Candy Myers. Call the FBI. Call... No, wait, Kent. Where are you going? See my Hickey. No, Clark, don't you get hurt. Kent, come back here. I will soon, but not without Jim. <laughs> Hurrying from Perry White's office, Clark Kent secretly resumes his true identity of Superman and streaks to Mike Hickey's political headquarters. Failing to find the fat political boss there, he hurtles to Hickey's home, only to draw blank again. Then once more he takes to the skyways. And as we rejoin him now, he is at the home of Andrew High, mayor of Metropolis, and Mike Hickey's henchman. Where is Mike Hickey, Mr. Mayor? I, I don't know, Superman. I think you do. And I advise you to tell me the truth. Why, what do you mean? You know Mike Hickey is hoping Jim Olsen that one of Hickey's men called Perry White a little while ago to say Jim would be killed unless Mr. White withdrew from tomorrow's election. Good heavens, I... 
I can't believe it. I can't understand Stop what... acting and tell me where he is. Now, see here, you can't talk to me that way. How would you expect anyone to talk to a man who swears to be honest mayor and then sells out the city to a crooked political boss? Now, you see here... We're wasting time. I want Hickey and I want him fast. Now, where is he? I tell you, I don't know. I don't believe you. Hickey's housekeeper said he was having dinner with you. So speak up now, he, or... He did have dinner with me, but he, he left about half an hour ago. Where did he go? I don't know. He didn't tell me. Who else was here at dinner? Uh, Inspector Hatton. Oh. Well, he's the man I want to see, then. But first, just one thing more, Mr. Mayor. If you should see or talk to Mike Hickey, tell him this. That unless he produces Jim Olson quickly and uninjured, he'll be the sorriest man alive. <laughs> Hard, Inspector. Are you quite sure Mike Hickey didn't tell you where he was going after you and he left the mayor's house this evening? I'm sure he didn't, Superman. He dropped me off at the air headquarters and went on in his car. Well, he didn't go to his home. He didn't go to his office. He didn't go to City Hall. Where else could he have gone? How would I know? Am I his keeper? Maybe not, but I'm going to make you his keeper to save your own skin. What are you talking about? I'll draw you a diagram. Mike Hickey is holding Jim Olson. I want you to... Crazy Mike wouldn't do a thing like that. Don't try to kid me, Inspector. He'll do anything to stay in power, even murder, as you know very well. Now, look here. I want you to bring him in. I will not. Who do you think you're... Bring him in, Inspector. Or so help me, I'll take you ten miles up in the air and keep you there until you... No, you you wouldn't dare try anything like that. I'll show you how wrong you are right now. No, no, let let go of me. Let go. I I can't bring Mike in. I I don't know where he is. I think you know where to look for him. But if you don't, you've got 2,000 police officers to help you find him. But look here. Put out a general alarm for Hickey and for Jim Olson. I want one or both of them brought in before 11 o'clock tonight. Good heavens. It's 9 o'clock already, Kent. I know, Lois, I know. And where's Kent? Only two hours left to go, and still we don't hear from him. I'm sure he's doing all he can, but he's... Oh, oh here Clark. he is now. Oh, well, Kent? No, not yet. No luck at all. I can't find Hickey anywhere. Oh, that's bad. I knew it. Hickey planned this too well, so now we're late. Maybe not, Chief. I've had Inspector Hatton put out a general alarm for Hickey. If he brings him in, I promise I'll find Jim. Oh, forget it. Hatton won't bring him in. He's Hickey's too. Why, of course. Certainly he won't do I know, I know. But maybe to save his own skin, he'll... Not a chance, Kent. Not a chance. We'll wait one more hour. Then we'll go over to the radio studio and I... I'll withdraw from the race. No, Chief. It's the only thing we can do to save Jim's life. <laughs> One more hour. What will happen? And now, back to the adventures of Superman. On the second floor of a boarded-up abandoned riding stable that faces on a dark alley, boss Mike Hickey sits, smoking a cigar, a leering smile on his fat, heavy-jowled face. His companion, Pete Evans, is a heavy-shouldered, powerfully young man who wears a mask across the upper half of his swarthy face. Near them is a closed door. On the dirty floor across the room, a portable radio plays. It's uh, half past nine, Mr. Hickey. That guy White sure is taking his time about quitting. Yes. But he'll withdraw from his candidacy before 11 o'clock, Pete. <laughs> you can count on that. Oh, I hope you're right. I like this kind of stuff. It's a federal rap, you know. Not even you can fix that. Yeah, don't worry. As soon as White makes his little announcement, you can drive Olsen out someplace and turn him loose. You've worn a mask all the time, so he won't be able to identify you. And he's never seen me, so <laughs> everything will be fine. Uh, maybe. But you never can tell. I'd feel a lot better if we, uh, you know, get them off. Uh, that wouldn't be smart. If you did that, he... Oh, wait. 
But that... Ah, it's only Olsen trying to get loose and get the gag out of his mouth. He'll get tired soon. Oh. <laughs> you know, Pete, White and Clark Kent and their reform crowd thought they had me over the barrel. Yeah. Even their own boys were ready to throw in the sponge and run. But I told them I'd find a way to win the election tomorrow. <laughs> and I have. <laughs> You're sure White will quit, huh? I was never more sure of anything in my life. White loves this Olsen kid like a son. He won't want to see anything happen to him. What? He... Who opened Olsen's door? I'll see. Hey, tell him something. It's a hickey pump and a kiss. There ain't no lock on it. Well, shut up, you fool. Uh-oh. Look. He sees me. You'll be able to identify me. Yeah, that dirty little... Shut up. You know, Olsen, that was a dumb thing to do because uh, we were going to let you go. After Perry White announces withdrawal from the election. But now it's different. Yeah. I'm afraid Pete here will have to get rid of you. Yeah. And I'll do it right now. Drawing his gun, Pete stares for a moment at Jimmy Olsen, who's bound and gagged. Lies helplessly on the floor, his eyes bright with defiance. Superman knows that Jimmy is in Mike Hickey's hands. But so far, he has been unable to trace the political boss. How can he manage to find the young reporter before boss Mike Hickey's order to kill is carried out? There are thrills, excitement, and a big surprise tomorrow's suspenseful episode. So be sure to listen. Yes, tune in tomorrow. Same time, same station, for another chapter of Ruler of Darkness on The Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's for excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time by Kellogg's Pep, the Super Serial. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Today, each dog pet the super serial. Super, as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the Super Cereal presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, with Superman still unable to find him, cub reporter Jimmy Olsen lies bound and gagged in an abandoned stable as he hears Mike Hickey, corrupt political boss of Metropolis, Pronounce his doom. I was going to turn you loose, Olsen, after Perry White withdrew his candidate for mayor. But now that you've seen me and can identify me, that won't do. Oh, Pete here. Yeah, boss. We'll have to take care of you. Yeah, yeah. I'll take care of him, all right, Mr. Hickey. Right now. <laughs> Say, if you like thrills by the double handful, deal yourself some Gyrocket thrills. You remember a few weeks ago, Kellogg's Pep offered you a Gyrocket, a flying rocket model that streaked right from your hand. Well, even after the offer closed, requests are still flooding our mail. 
And now we've reopened this offer for a limited time more. Meaning, if you act right now, you can get your gyrocket. Think of it. A gyrocket almost half a foot long with a sleek, slender body made of gleaming wood in brilliant red or blue or yellow. And yet this, your gyrocket has a steel propeller at the stern. A propeller that sends it biting into the air up over the treetops. What's more, this gyrocket comes complete with a metal launching rod and a wooden rocket launcher. You just hold it in your hand. Flick your arm and your gyrocket shoots up, flashing into the sky. Remember, this gyrocket is not a flimsy cardboard cutout, but solid steel and wood, built for hundreds of launchings. Then for several today, because these gyrockets make perfect Christmas presents to give your friends at school and in your crowd. But notice, this offer is back on the air for a limited time only. So for each gyrocket you want, today send 15 cents and a box top from Kellogg's Pep. To Superman, Box 124, New York 8, New York. Don't forget, you can't buy this gyrocket anywhere. The only way to get it is to send a box top from Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal, plus the diamond and nickel and your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 124, New York 8, New York. This offer is limited to the United States. And now... The Adventures of Superman. On the eve of the mayoralty elections in Metropolis, Mike Hickey, boss of the vicious political machine which has ruled the city for years, realized that he and his henchmen were about to be swept out of power by a reform party, spearheaded by editor Perry White and Clark Kent, who is really Superman. If this happened, Hickey knew, he would be tried for his crimes and sent to the penitentiary. In a desperate move to save his power and his freedom, the crafty Hickey abducted Jimmy Olsen, cub reporter on White's newspaper. While Superman searched for Hickey and Jimmy, the young reporter was bound and gagged in an abandoned riding stable. Attempting to free himself, Jimmy bumped against an unlocked door and rolled into the room where Hickey waited with his henchman, Pete. Enraged, the fat political boss leaped to his feet, overturning a portable radio which had been playing softly and voiced a sudden change of plans. Listen. You're a stupid little fool, Olsen. Now you see me and identify me. That means I can't let you live. I'll take care of him right now. Wait, Mr. Pete. Hickey. Wait. Put that gun down. Yeah, well, Mr. Hickey, you said... You want all the neighbors and the cops to come charging in? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a way to do it without making any noise. Hold it, Pete. Just... Hold it. Hold it. I don't want to be around when you do this job. You see, I always make it a practice to be somewhere else when there's any rough stuff, so I can't be tied up with it. Throw the boy back in the other room and come back here. You can do away with him after I leave. Yeah, but do as I say and hurry up. Okay, okay. What What happened to the radio? It's not going. Well, I must have timed off when you tipped it over. How do you like that? Harry White must have been on the air while this thing was turned off. Playing music. He's not in the air now. Said we might have missed him. Pete. Yeah. Is this phone connected? Yeah, I had it hooked up the other day, like you said. Good. What are you calling, Mister Hickey? The mayor. He'll know if White resigned yet, as we ordered him to. Yeah, he ought to know, I guess. Hello, that's you, Andy. Mike Hickey. Listen, my radio was off for a minute or two. Did White go on the air and withdraw his candidacy yet? Oh, he didn't, huh? Uh, he will. What? What's that? Superman's looking for me? Superman? <laughs> he made Inspector Hatton put out a general alarm for me? What? <laughs> well, don't worry, Andy. <clears throat> Hatton and I 
I understand each other. Superman will never find me. Yeah, you just sit tight. You don't know anything about Jim Olsen's disappearance or where I am or anything else. I get it? That's right. You don't know from nothing. <laughs> yeah. Good night, Andy. Pete. Yeah, boss? See, it's just uh, three minutes to ten. We gave White until eleven o'clock to withdraw his candidacy. Give him another ring, just to remind him we're not kidding. Okay. Then as soon as he goes in the air, I'll leave. And uh, you can take care of Olsen. <laughs> Now, Lois. It's, uh, two minutes to ten, Chief. Yeah, no word from the FBI yet of Candy Myers or the police. Did Kent get back? No, not yet. He's still out looking. Mm, I'm afraid Hickey's too much for us, Lois. We don't know how to fight a man who'll stoop to anything to gain his end. Well, maybe. But we're not licked yet, Chief. We've still got one hour. Oh, we'll wait. We'll wait till the last possible minute, of course. But uh, wait, wait, wait now. Uh, maybe this is good news. Oh, I hope. Pretty well, Hickey. I've only got an hour left, White. Oh, it's you again. Who is it, Chief? Yeah, it's me. I just call it to remind you. If you want to see Jim Olsen alive again, get to a radio station before 11 o'clock and announce you're withdrawing as candidate for mayor. Come on. Wait, listen. Chief, who is it? Quiet, Lois. Listen. Yeah? If, if I do as you say, do you guarantee nothing will happen to Jim? Sure, Mr. White. Sure. But if you don't, well... You know. So long. Oh, wait. Wait a minute. Hello. 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 Oh, he hung up. Was that the man who... who has Jim? Yes. He called to remind me I had only until 11 o'clock. After that, Jim would be... Oh, what are we going to do? Oh, I can't think of a thing, Lois, but to give up. Come on. Where? To the United Broadcasting Company studio. We've got to be there before 11 o'clock. <laughs> Blurred with tears, Lois Lane starts with Perry White for the broadcasting studio, where the gray-haired editor must bow to the demands of boss Mike Hickey to save the life of Jimmy Olsen. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. The northwest section of Metropolis, in an apartment occupied by a family named Davis, the twins, Donald and Buddy, aged 12, are preparing for bed. Boy, I can't wait till tomorrow when the scout troop goes on that hike, buddy. <sighs> Me either. You know, Don, I wish I was old enough to vote in the elections. I'd vote for Mr. White for mayor, like Dad and Mom are gonna do. Yeah, me too. Dad, my kick, he's no good. No, sir. Hey, Superman showed him where to get off, though, didn't he? You said it. Gee, I wish I could get to see Superman sometime. Me too. Hey, you know, the boys I... boys in bed yet? Oh, just about, Dad. We will be in a minute. Well, you'd better be if you want to go on the boys' scout hike tomorrow. Good night, Dad. Good night. It's your turn to open the window and turn off the lights tonight, buddy. And I get to sleep in the upper bunk. Go on, you slept there last night. I did not. You did. It's written down right here in the record book, see? Okay, you win. Go on, buddy. Open the window. I will, I will. Are the stars out? Uh-huh. What'd be a good day for the hike tomorrow? Oh, that's well. Hey, what are you standing at the window for, buddy? You better get to bed. Don, come here. Quick. What for? Come here, I tell you. Hurry up. Oh, no. You just want me to get out of bed so you can grab the upper bunk. No, I don't, honest. 
Something funny going on. Please come here. Well. Hurry up, will you? Okay, I'm coming. What is it? Look out there. Down the alley. See? See what? Oh, not that way, Dopey. Over there. Now do you see? You mean those lights? It's just one light going off and on. I think it's a flashlight. And it's in the upstairs window. Somebody must be in the old riding stable. Gosh, it is in the old stable. Gee, you think a burglar got in there? Oh, what would a burglar want in that old stable? There's not a thing in it. I know, but... Don, I think those are signals. Signals? Uh-huh. Look. Dot, dot, dash, long dash, dot, dot. Gosh, the Morse code. Yeah, but... But who could be in that old stable and sending out messages in Morse code? Gee, I don't know. Wait, let's see if we can spell out the message. Peering from their window, Don and Buddy Davis try to decipher what they believe is a Morse code signal from a supposedly abandoned stable down the alley. As we know, Jimmy Olsen's a prisoner there, bound hand and foot, gagged and marked for death. And his captors are political boss Mike Hickey and Pete, his henchman. So, is that a signal from the stable? And if so, who could be sending it? And at this moment, Perry White and Lois Lane are arriving at the United Broadcasting Studios, where White intends to resign his candidacy for mayor in a radio address. What will happen? There's a thrill a minute in tomorrow's smashing climax of this story, Ruler of Darkness. So, whatever you do, don't miss it. Be sure to tune in. Same time, same station. For more exciting action in The Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!